Welcome to About You, I'm Connie Hogan. Well, my guest today has a remarkable story that includes an international twist, as well as the ascension of women in medicine and particularly the field of pediatrics. You may re recognize Dr. Niru Prasad, who hosts a show on the station called Health Talks. In the show, she covers things from COVID response to how to treat, how they're treating hepatitis C to how we all can better ourselves with zinc. So we can never get too much information about our health and particularly in today's world with so many changes every day. Welcome Dr. Prasad. Good afternoon, Connie. And first of all, I'd like to thank you for giving me an opportunity to be with you. Oh, you're welcome. And you know, we have, I have good memories of the past also. We'll talk later on about oh, it. Right. How long I knew you. Right, we have, uh, <laughs> we have so much common. in common because exactly. it's such a small world around here, exactly. right? Exactly, So yes. we won't get into the gossipy star, sure. although we could, sure. but that would be more fun. Sure. But Start out with when you were in uh, you were in India, and talk about how you how you landed in Michigan and everything. Okay, so here is what happened, Connie. You know, we were I was born and raised in India, right. a small uh -huh. a small city, and uh, ever since I was little, you know, my education, our parents paid a lot of emphasis mm -hmm. on our oh, education. Yeah. We went to all the convent, you know, English studies mm -hmm. and all that. And one of the one of the little things when I was a still a little girl, about 13, 14, is that next to our home, you know, there there was an orphanage. It was an orphanage for blind and deaf yeah. school children. Wow. And every time I we used to pass, you know, and those kids they were so happy. As soon as, because they got used to seeing me, they would clap, Aww. and that's what motivated oh my me. Goodness. I said, well, how story. am I going to help these children? Back of my mind, it is stuck. I hear you. My yeah. father told me, the only way you can do that, if you become a doctor, and that thing is stuck. Wow. Oh my Later goodness. on, you know, went to the medical school, got married, you know. My now, was your husband from in, from your part of India? Yeah, yeah. Because we he's a doctor yeah. too. He's, yeah, so. he's an orthopedic surgeon. Why? And we, yeah. we got married, you yeah. know, we were okay. in the same batch of medical school. Mm -hmm. But those days, no dating. <laughs> Our marriage was organized arranged by the family. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh my no, no dating, even though in medical school, hey, I'm not going to go but out with him. But it worked, it worked. worked. Yeah, yeah, fortunately, yeah. by God's grace. You're probably grace. better off, no? Yeah, better than match, right? <laughs> we celebrated our 60th anniversary oh. last year. So then, you know, I beca we became a doctor in, nine, uh, and then 19, you know, 62, or uh, 63, you know, we came to this country. That was a time, you know, that there was a Vietnam War going oh, on. Wow, yeah. And they needed doctors from all over the world. And that's how we got plunged in. Okay. So we came to the Michigan, Detroit okay. area. Both of us worked with the Detroit General Hospital, Children's Hospital. Downtown in, Detroit. Yeah, okay. right, finished residency. Mm -hmm. And after residency, I also finished my board in pediatrics. Mm -hmm. had had four children, supported them through all. But I always remember that I'm supposed to help 
the community. Right. So later on, you know, when the little one went to the first grade, not even kindergarten, I I got a job with a with a major hospital, Henry Ford Health System, later or St. Joe, and then Beaumont. Okay, and then what I did, I kept myself very active with the public relations department. Oh, I bet if, you did, yes. Right. If mm -hmm. ever they need a, need the help, I am there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's how, you know, I got to this field. Mm -hmm. And then later on, one of the cardiologists at St. Joe, he was retiring. He said he had a radio talk show, WPOM 1460. He said, would you like to take my show? I said, sure, Oh why my not? goodness. So I took, I went to the radio talk show, you know, WPOM. Mm -hmm. And I worked there until somebody mm -hmm. at this TV station that is 15 years ago. Oh, wow. And they needed uh, somebody, you know. A You're one of the senior people. I knew that you were in the show, and then right, I knew yeah. you because I'd written an article about you when I was with Bloomfield Magazine. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember, remember we did all of that, and we know so many yeah. people all across. So then I, then I took the opportunity, and since then, you know, I'm here. Right. And after that, you know, this I had a passion in my mind how to help others and then motivated myself, you know, how, what, which is the way I go. And that fixed me to a track to become a doctor, do volunteering in whichever way I can. Now talk a little bit, I saw this um, in your whole bio, uh, the Michigan Bihar, is that what it's called? The, is that your charity or a charity you belong to? My B-I-H-A-R, the charity yeah. that you do. Yeah, I do I do a lot of volunteering okay. work, you know, and try mm -hmm. to try to donate whatever I can, you know, mm -hmm. in person. I support uh, mm -hmm. support UNICEF is the major UNICEF, one. Then yeah, I would say, UNICEF. Talk, talk a lot about UNICEF. Yeah, That's yeah, your favorite yeah. I, I, I do mean, that, of what you yeah. do. And it's yeah, tell us some about the great things they do and that you're uh, involved in. So what happened, Connie, you know, after I, after I thought about this uh, passion to write a book so I can, you can volunteer my right, services, yeah. I wrote my first book, and here is the one I just, I just wanted to show you the picture. Okay, okay. This was how so to... So that's the first one, okay. Yeah, yeah, this was the first book. And this is the book okay, I, so. I wrote, you know, when I was finishing my residency. Okay. And then... How to keep your child safe and healthy. Yeah, zero to two years of age. And the, this book has all the preventive aspect. Because mm -hmm. with my background of pediatrics and emergency medicine, I see those kids when they were in my office. And the same kids in the night time, you know, they come to the emergency room. Oh, really? Okay. So that's how I, I wrote this book. And then I, I tried to sell them major bookstore. But then 9-11 hit. Oh, 9-11, okay. Yeah, so and that's what decided. Yeah. Yeah, this was about 9-11, COVID came later. Right. <laughs> so then what I did is, you know, I got my book uh, on the online. And okay. made it like a good wedding, good uh, shower gift for those people who cannot afford to go. Mm, that's a great, helpful yeah. gift, and right? And then the donation. you can use, right? Right. And all the donation proceeds I got from sale of first book, 
I established a blind children foundation in the same area. Oh, okay, that's same, what I saw. Same, okay. same place, you know, where, where you I grew used up. to. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah. So I did that, and then fortunately one time, the Orphan Medical Network International at that time, you know, they got hold of me, and and I invited them on my TV show and what, and through them, my book was circulated all over the world. I have got oh, the wow. copy of everything, books in Vietnam, books in China. Oh my goodness. So she helped me so much, including the Mother Teresa Hospital in uh, Calcutta. Oh my God. The orphanage. Wow. And I always thank the president who took my book in person and donated it. That's so all the money, I am still supporting them, the Blind School Children Foundation there and also in, in, the, in the other part, you know, like mm -hmm. a deaf orphans in, in Mumbai area oh, and okay. all those. Mm -hmm. yeah. All across, yeah. So this was the, and the, the president of Orphan Medical Network International, mm -hmm. she was, she, she nominated me for this Hall of Fame. That's what I was just going to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> so you were inducted. That, yeah, I was inducted to Hall of Fame. And I still remember Frank Estella. I remember Mr. Dow. So they were in that scene. And that's Hall how my path crossed okay. with you, right? Oh my gosh, who I knew very well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the same year, right. uh, like Rosa Park. Rosa Park was too sick to come, so her son came. Oh wow, that was 05. Yeah, yeah okay. so since then, you know, I have still be working, volunteering, mm -hmm. and do whatever I can. Mm -hmm. So um, talk about some of the current, I'm going to ask you as a, as a doctor, what do you think are some of the, the most um, crucial things in our world? Of course, we know that COVID supposedly is right, making a right, comeback. Yeah. I can't say either way because I don't know. Yeah. But do you think, like say for example, like right now, should we start wearing masks again? Well, you know, the, it's very hard to tell whether we should or not because the health services have also advanced so much, you know. They've advanced so much. I have okay. a member of Academy of Pediatrics, Michigan Medical, Oakland Medical Society, and and what I have been trying to do is, you know, is just to focus my attention at writing articles on the current issues. Right. And as you know, the violent behavior, shooting, Oh my gosh, I thought of it when yeah, I saw the so title. I have yeah, a shooting. You know, yeah, that is such terrible, a terrible, yeah. That's just incredible. I mean, I, and I'm not an expert, mm -hmm. but some of it, do you think sometimes there's like a, their fallback position is, well, it was mental illness? Yes, that is true. Yeah. Because I just happened to be watching this. Um, it was a, a either Dateline or 2020 uh -huh. about a real life story that happened a few years ago mm -hmm. in Wisconsin where these girls were, there were three girls, they were friends. Yeah. And they, two of them, they didn't kill the other girl, but they completely stabbed her like 38 times or something. Yeah. And they blamed mental, mental Men illness. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> it may be, yeah. but, yeah, you, you know. know. Mental health mental health illnesses has become like a flu epidemic, right? Well, it is. Everybody, so much grant has been uh, 
given, you know, to, for the pediatrics department and all right, those. Right, pediatrics. So right. this one, and plus another thing that is rising up is the drug overdose. Well, right. Yeah, yeah the use of use of drugs, the fentanyl-laced drugs. Oh, that's, yeah, that's and, just And that's then, just you know, I created a mm -hmm. lot of preventive stops, you know, I sent it to the magazine about the fentanyl-laced drugs. Right. Do you know, still there is a lot they are using on the street? I oh, just, yeah. Yeah, I just talked to some college students and is, is even is school students, you know, and they are involved with all this thing, you know. And they all have, is it Narcan? Right. Narcan? Yeah, right. So in so spite, they have of, that, yeah, right, in spite yeah. of everything, it is it is it's still not under control. Oh, it's I would not going to be. I mean, as long as the cartels and cartels. what's coming from China too, right? Right. Oh, Fentanyl's yeah. Fentanyl's from China. Right. And the, but then you know, a lot of it has to do with the social media. Oh, all of it. In my opinion, it's ninety-nine percent. Yes. Because so they so. can order. The, my understanding, at uh -huh. least they were a while ago, they could just order it mm -hmm. as if it was, uh, you know, a new swimsuit or something, right. and have it sent from China. Nobody knows because it's small. It's small. And it's one tiny little lacing of the. Lacing it looks like candy, right? It looks like candy. Right. Yeah. So from my personal experience, we went to Cancun. We were there on the beach, and then the, while we were still in the lobby, the bus came. All these people from United States High School, you know, they came home. And then, you know, I said, oh, my God, they are having fun. This was the spring break. Okay. The same evening, you know, I saw them all sitting on the beach, and everybody had a little candy dish. Little one, you know, oh with different kind gosh. of colored candies. Oh my and gosh. I didn't know what they were and they were giggling, they were having sure they they were. having fun. So so I told my husband, I'm going to go. Oh just no, I'm pass not. Oh no. And when I reached there I could see that those are the pills right. that has been laced, right. you know, yes. and because they are all high. Oh my God! And that was made me, you know, write this other big articles about the fentanyl laced drugs. It has been accepted by by several newsletters, oh, and okay. awesome, but I'm yeah. trying to put it through the journals. But mm -hmm. as you know, it is not easy. Right, right. Everything. Because there's is a hard lot for, that's written about that. Too, yeah, it is know. hard for me because you know, right now I'm retired, so right, I retired, retired yeah. mm -hmm. and I just don't have those my office. I don't have all those. You don't have the infrastructure. Right. In fact, but I'm trying my best. Good for you. So yeah. drug cartels, that is a major problem these days, you know. Oh, yeah. Among the, been, yeah. Especially among the children, among the adolescent is the, is the drug problem. And, of course, you know, violent activities. It's crazy. I mean, it's just, I mean, when you see some of the, like I was describing that one uh, story in Wisconsin that happened, mm -hmm. you know, and there's so many. I mean, so that many. show intervention that's on A&E or whatever. Oh, my God, when you see all of that, <laughs> that is really crazy. Yeah. It is really, really crazy what's yeah. going on. And it's right here across the road in Bloomfield School, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that. Right. I assume yeah. that. There, yeah. I don't hear that much about it, but maybe it's because maybe people, it's better. You know, maybe they have some controls. Yeah. I but. interviewed a couple of students from school and oh, colleges, okay. yeah, uh -huh. and they are telling me, Dr. Prasad, we see that in the campus. Really? Yeah. Wow. The 
you know, well, the you students know, are getting themselves high with the drink. Al alcohol is another big no, issue. I can't promote it that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not good. It's not but it's still good. not but as we dangerous. Are trying though. It's still not best. as dangerous, though. Yeah, like drinks are not as dangerous. Yeah, we as are trying our best. Schools have been very good at supporting. Oh, for sure. They They're do doing their, their best. best. Colleges, all the, do you know all the colleges have their own handouts, their own regulation mm, sure. guidelines? I was amazed. Each and every college in the United States, they have, they have to show their data every year, how oh, wow, many wow. were involved. That was amazing. This one I read in one of the Harvard is. Oh, I'm sure. Harvard yeah. is. Wow. Yeah. Well, these kids, I mean, regardless high school, college, or anybody for that matter, yeah. it's Russian roulette. It, like you say, if they get something that's laced with fentanyl, or if it fentanyl. it impacts them, because you can mm -hmm. have two kids. I'm telling you this, but mm -hmm. people who. Um, you know, they take the same drug, it could actually be the same tablet, yeah, and yeah. one would die from it, and the other might okay. not even, it, no. the, you just don't know. That's Because you that's, look at the people that have died, and it's like why, the same yeah. batch, right? That's why, you know, Narcan has become available in all the school, most of right. the school grounds, right. you know, with the sports. And, uh, and it's so scary because the police are even afraid, or the whoever, the EMTs, that it's one little particle can really yeah, kill them, right? Yeah, Narcan has been a lifesaver. It's been a lifesaver. It has been. And recently, I, you know, I, I looked at the CNN, I watched CNN. Mm -hmm. There has been high incidence of these drugs among senior citizens, right. elderly. Right. The reason being, you know, they are lonely. Mm -hmm. They are lonely. They like to, you know, keep Experiment with drugs. Clean. And a lot of them yeah. now, I mean, let's face it, they're yeah. the Vietnam generation, so, so, so they were using drugs anyway. Some senior of them. citizens. Yeah. So with that right. in mind, I remember when I was working at an emergency room, Henry Ford ER, mm. end oh, of yeah. the shift. This 84-year-old lady comes on a wheelchair, brought by her granddaughter, and she had a broken leg. So, so, you know, triage called me. I went and took care of her, and then I said, she said, Doc, can you give me some medicine, headache? I said, of course I will. Show me what pills you take. She had a whole brown bag full of the medicine. She oh dumped it. She said, these are the sum of them. I don't know, Doc, which one is my blood pressure pill. Oh my so gosh. fortunately, you know, I went to the ran to the pharmacy, got all the medicine. Oh wow! And yeah. gave her medicine, and I cannot forget her eye, her look. She how she hugged and thanked me for doing all this, you know, just to take it to the pharmacy. And then I wrote this other article, brown bag syndrome. Right, I think I, I sent you, you did, one. Yes. Yeah. Brown bag syndrome, um, that's among elderly. But don't you think that there's a lot of over-medication, though? Yes. Because I know my grandmother, just what you're saying, though, yeah, uh -huh. she would take so much stuff, and I'm like, what if you just stop taking everything? I know. And I a know. lot of it, I, you know, whatever it was, blood mm -hmm. pressure or yeah, whatever, right, arthritis. Yeah. That, there's so many meds for that. Yeah. And it's like... Oh my God, you know, you would think that at least kind of do cold turkey on some of it. I mean, it's it's not the equal of like, you exactly, know, a fentanyl, but it's still, it can't be good. Yes. It can't be good, especially yes. to mix So this all is those. exactly what I did with her. 
I made a pile of her regular medicine for blood pressure, arthritis, and other, and and the other thing. I put it in a, in another bag, and I said, Ziploc bag. Take it to your doctor and tell them to stop some of yeah. this. <laughs> I think the doctors, they, you know, not you, but I mean, they used yeah, to. They just, go to the. They doctor. just, you know, would prescribe the stuff, and it there was like no coordination. It's a no, miracle that more no, people didn't die. No. Something that. for anxiety they gave, right. you know, because cannot sleep. So here is the anxiety oh pills. <laughs> um, see, I don't take anything. I'm so no, lucky I don't that I don't. That. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, maybe vitamins, but vitamins, I mean, it's like, and yeah. even with that, I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, so talk about, I like to talk about the awards you've had. You had uh, the Blue Cross Blue Shield Angel Caring Award. Yeah, that was, that. Very, um, that was very, that was, I, I was very it. lucky to get those awards, you know, that was when I was uh, still doing pediatric oh, okay. residency, oh, okay. emergency Downtown. medicine, okay. and took care of, then I got the award. And, and you have the AMA, which is big. Yeah, AMA uh, award Physicians for top yeah. pediatrician. Yeah, right, yeah. I'm very lucky that my word is being recognized, know, recognized by, by everybody, you know. All now, how long have you been retired? I know you've been at the station for 15 years, but how oh. long have you been retired from were you at Beaumont last, or? Yeah, from Beaumont, I took the retirement many years ago. Don't even remember. Okay. Henry Ford, I just, last year, I took the retirement because working in the pediatrics, it was getting too much for me. Okay. And then the COVID came. Oh, okay. But, so, yeah, okay. Henry Ford. Uh, St. Joe, I'm still on the staff, St. Joe, Oakland. But I don't have clinical privilege, but okay. I still go there, you know. For Is the, that over in Farmington Hills? Yeah, that, no, the West one Bloomfield. in Ponte. Ponte. Oh, Ponte. Oh, yeah. okay. But I have been very lucky that I have been working with the automotive industries. I worked at General Motor. I worked at Ford Motor Company. That was with my my emergency medicine background, not from pediatric. Oh, okay. Because I'm boarded in both pediatrics and emergency medicine. And currently, I still work occasionally at the Chrysler, the really? headquarters. No kidding, yeah. up in Auburn Hill? In their medical, yeah, medical. Okay, degrees. so you actually go up there and you're one of their yeah, doctors? Yeah, okay. yeah, So well, our role is, you know, to work in the medical department. Mm -hmm. If somebody is sick, they will bring and we'll take care of Okay, because I know at GM, we had, you yeah. know, staff. Uh, I didn't I know, know him, you were, yeah. but I um, I know that there was a whole staff of, of doctors and nurses that would be, they had to because at a facilities, you know, you never know what's going to happen. That you is know. true. That and it's very true. important. Yeah. It's very, very, you can't just go and say, you know, you're going to grab some doctors from the hospital because <laughs> things can happen. Not every day, but things can happen, especially in the plant level. That's all. In the plant thing. level, that's yeah, huge, yeah. huge yeah. thing. Um, so, so now you're doing the health talk at this station yeah. once a week, or yeah, once I mean, a once month. a month. Yeah. I mean, once a yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And basically, my time is spent being at home, taking care of my husband. So he's and retired. Yeah, yeah. He's and he also was an orthopedic. orthopedic. Yes. And especially the grandkids, we have to. You have six grandsons. I have eight grandkids, but my daughter, you know, she's a district, she was a district attorney. Right, right. But now she has her own office practice. She has her, her own, two, okay. Yeah, yeah, her two kids, know you know, one of them just graduated mm -hmm. from high school, went to Kelly Business School. Okay. And the other one is still there. 
So for me and my husband, this is like raising another family. Oh, wow. Besides our own four kids who are all, you know, now well accomplished in oh, life. Oh, for sure, or, yeah. And then the, the, this is the second. Part. So of your four kids, are any of them doctors? They're yeah, lawyers. No I know doctor. one's a lawyer. No, I wanted them to become the doctor. But they're but not they are, no, no, they all graduated from country day school. They oh, all okay. went to Michigan University and then oldest daughter went to 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 UF Penn Wharton. Second one went to University of Chicago. Third one, Emory Law School. And the fourth one also in you know, a Michigan Law School. No no doctor. Oh my goodness. But my first grandson, you know, just this year. He got accepted at Northwestern Medical School. Oh, so you are going to have one so, coming up. Uh, so yes. I told him, I said, you're going to keep our tradition. <laughs> That's great. Being a doctor. They're still very accomplished, even in the legal field. Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. Because I remember your daughter. I think mm. maybe it was your daughter that I did the article on, and you it, were at an event. Yeah, yeah. I think that was right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um so the Oakland University Provost presented you an award for Oakland, something you were honored in Oakland University. Too. Yeah, Oakland Medical Society. Oh, the yeah, okay. I received an, I was lucky to receive an award from them last year uh -huh. for the volunteering and the community outreach. I think I sent you the copy you, you must have. Now you've also been, I noticed this on some of your info, that you um, had been involved with um, autism which Autism. would be related. Yeah, Talk yeah. a little bit about because that's such see, a timely yeah. issue See, what too. happened, you know, autism spectrum disorder, as you know, it has been, it is so prevalent. It Before, is, yeah. they did not recognize it, but now it is right. being. So what I did is, you know, we established uh, autism childhood center in the city where, you know, where, where I went to right. make Right, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so, and then we try to find the ways because we are, the people are not rich there, you know. Right. How to, what are the tools we can ed educate them to detect an earlier age group. So right now I have been doing some research on the brain function of the babies, you know, who later on become autistic. Really? That's okay. what I'm in the, in, right now I'm doing. Hopefully I should be able to, to, this will be a very nice article to be published in journals. Great. Autistic disorder. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing to know how many people, like in the past, who probably were never diagnosed as autistic. Exactly, right? never, right, yeah. And I know there's a lot of, con I won't get into it, but a friend of mine mm. who I won't say, but, um, was with Henry Ford, yeah. and Haas um, is a doctor, but had a son who, and mm. this is a whole big discussion, thought oh. that it was caused by the vaccines. Not, oh. not COVID, but not way COVID. back, okay. like regular vaccines. Oh. So I don't know, I can't say, but who knows? I know that there's a lot of who knows? Yeah. craziness about it. Yeah. So we're going to be running out of time, and I just want to know if you want to say anything more to our audience. No, and I know all you're I have usual. to say, you know, like uh, the second book that I published, uh -huh. I included all the chapters from preschool, school, kinder, uh, towards the high school graduation. And I also added about the COVID chapters. So okay. I added chapter about the violent Got behavior. And, the violent and what behavior. I, the last minute key I have for all our people, you know, especially the student, 
is to have a passion what you want to do. You don't have to be a doctor. You can right. be anything. Motivate yourself and act accordingly. Stay focused. And it's like, I'll just Stay say, focused. Donald Trump says, if, <laughs> if you have a job you love, you never work a day in your life. Exactly. Isn't that great? Well, Dr. Prasad, thank you so much. This I has been amazing. So you did such yes. a great job. And uh, thank you for watching. And uh, thank you for tuning in to About You. Thank you.